Season two, episode one. Dr. Coach Burnett here. <laughs> Only doctor on payday. That was one of my favorite good lines that you had. So thank you for being here. Obviously, first one wanted to bring in uh, assistant principal today to kind of help students, new students, and everybody kind of remind them of some of the things and, and uh, help them transition back into school uh, and just give us kind of your perspective on things. But also, I like to learn a little bit about, um, and I think the kids like learning a little bit about you too, so kind of what brought you into education and talk about your kind of path through it to get to where you are today as the assistant principal this year. So, Well, obviously, first of all, Kurt Kohler is not my brother. It's important for me to note, note. I know people keep seeing the hallway and say, Mr. Kohler. We're two different people, even though you never see us in the same place at the same time. Right. Um, but you're part of the bald brotherhood. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm born and raised in Berkeley County. Um, I'm going to cross the river, though. I'm from the north end. I went to Timberland High School, grew up in Mono Beach. My parents are both educators. Um, my mom is a legacy educator in Berkeley County. Okay. 42 nice. years wow. still teaching. Yeah, so it's been, that's part of our life. Our whole family works in education. Yeah. Um, and then I went to Timberland, and then I got a football scholarship, an academic scholarship, much more academic than football because I wasn't <laughs> that good. And then um, I went to Newberry College, which, you know, go Indians, which is now the Wolves. It was a whole big thing. Yeah. Um, love, still love that school. And then I went to originally Jasper County, taught at Ridgeland High School for okay. two years. And then I went, I bounced around a ton because um, coaching wise, I kind of followed my path. Uh, just, you know, find, I want to be a head coach very early. Right. Um, ended up being the youngest head coach in the history of South Carolina. I was 25 when uh -huh. I took over Woodland High School for nice. five years. Um, still one of the greatest experiences ever. Um, and then decided to kind of get more into the education side of it. And then I went to uh, Collison for a year and then I bounced eventually here. And I've been here for the last five. And uh, this is this is the longest I've ever been at one place. And so this has kind of become home. Yeah, It's interesting. And then, you know, I was a teacher here for two years and then the opportunity to be the testing coordinator. And then, you know, put me on this path to eventually being an assistant principal. And I'm learning more every single day. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So what kind of made you want to make that transition into that? What's the motivation behind that? What's the inspiration? Um, I got uh, a big reason. I, I got tired of moving and to, and to go be out. I, I, I did the head coach thing and I loved it. I, lo I still to this day, like right now, this is the first Friday I've ever not coached football yeah. as a professional. And so this is, I'm having to kind of work my way through that. It's but, you know, I, I've started to care about the how school works and how I can affect more people. And so that seemed that gives me an opportunity to do that. And also it's a new challenge. It's a new, you know, it's exciting to do something new to keep challenging yourself. And that's what this gives me a chance to do. Yeah. So um, luckily, you know, Miss Taylor, actually, I was the last hire Miss Taylor ever made. Like <laughs> the day she hired me is the day she moved to her new position. Wow. So that <laughs> there was, you go. It's like, hey, I'm here, but I, hey, you're here, but I won't be. So gotcha. enjoy that. So I miss Diaz's problem now. Yeah, um, yeah, that coaching thing is a big thing. Being on the other side of it, um, you know, when I got out of it, at least I had golf to kind of still keep those competitive juices going. But when you're sitting on that in the stands on Friday night and not up on a box, it's a whole different experience, and uh, you're, it's going to be tough. But it will be. I'm not. You know, I don't know how it's. And to make it even worse, my uh, brother who was here last year is actually going to be who we're playing against tonight. Yeah, so and your former team that you're head coach of. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna be fun but it, it'll be hard not to want to you know make calls and it's just it's hard to I'm having to find a way to feed that competitive fire because yeah. I'm still super competitive every day Absolutely. I'm the kind of person who like sees I was even competitive with our testing situation I want to know how we compared to other schools right I was like I would go find out and like you know I like to win it's a it's a problem I'm having to work <laughs> it's a good thing though it, it drives I think it drives 
competition is such a good thing because it really will, will kick up it up a notch. I always like that a little competition into some of my classroom things. Like we got Native American villages that we built, so come check them out in the media center. <laughs> um, and you'll see a video here, hopefully um, through Real TV, and I'm put a Google form out that hopefully the school can vote on. Um, and uh, but because I, I want them to compete, and now you can see the product because much better when you had that little extra. Like, listen, the whole school's going to see these, so let's make sure that it gets Again, a little better. It makes you better. Like the thing is, when you try to, because the thing is, you're going to bring out your best. If you want to win, you're going to bring out the. It, it can it can be you it can be tough because you can be too competitive but it really makes you strive to be better to be the best at something right. and i think there's some there's some value in that you know there's some value in trying to be the best at what you do yeah. and it's okay to fail and it's okay to lose and learn how to lose and learn from that loss and then get better from it so. one of my favorite things ever is when you ask you what try fail Feel better. Yeah. Like that's the thing. If you you can't be scared to fail. Yeah. I, one of great. I'm a huge documentary fan. Like I watch them. It's my wife drives my wife crazy. <laughs> I watch documentaries constantly. There's one called the Barkley Marathons. Oh. And it's a it's a trail race in Tennessee, and they bring all these ultra marathoners in. It's a hundred miles with over like a hundred thousand uh, feet of change of elevation, and only like ten people ever in the twenty years they've done it have ever actually finished it. Right. And his whole thing is that in order to really test yourself, you have to have the possibility of failure. And so, if you're, you have to learn to embrace that. And it's hard to learn to do that and understand that there's value in that. So Isn't Zach Bitter, one of the guys that he's like the 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 record holder in it, maybe I think I remember it's here. Yeah, it's, I'm yeah. The fact, but the fact is you watch it, and these people are just pushing themselves yeah. past the past the limit, and that just fascinates me. Yeah. Willing to take that chance. And so many people who are like, they have won major races and then they just, they can't fit, they can't go on anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And to see people be successful is, I think, what, I've said this a couple times on this podcast, but it's my favorite thing to watch kids be successful and to, and to celebrate people's success. You've got to do it. And well, so. And the reality is, we have to define what success is. You know, when I was first started coaching, I really thought success was who won on the scoreboard. And I then learned that if you're going to value yourself only on who wins the last game of the year, you're going to live a hard life. Yeah. And so I've learned now my goal for every team I ever coach, everything I ever do, do you reach your potential? My favorite team ever was not the team that went to the lower state title game. My favorite team ever was a team that was as good as they could possibly be. We lost to a team who was just better than us, and that happens. But if you were as good as you can possibly be, there's a lot of value in that. And Absolutely. And reaching your potential. Yeah. I mean, and I've changed that way in my education. I always thought it was about getting the highest AP scores and doing those things. And now I think I've realized that work and life skills are way more important than any of those things. And if they can come out with learning just a few of those work and life skills that'll help them achieve whatever it is they want to do when they get older, I think that's more important than exactly. anything else. So and I was doing tests and it was the same thing. And the idea of like, you know, not everybody, everybody has their own path, but can you get kids to that path? Yep. You know, there's, listen, there are tons of jobs and tons of, you know, Success looks different for different people. Yep. Sometimes it's a college degree. Sometimes it's you know owning your own business in a trade. And I think if you look at the if you watch the media and watch you know the idea of what you see success in social media and stuff, it's not what real success looks like. So teaching kids how to be able to think critically past that Absolutely. is a valuable skill. Absolutely. But I still want you to do good on your AP exam. So, <laughs> so yes, yes. Please, please do. yes. Please do. For everybody involved, please do well on your AP exam. Absolutely. So. Start off the new year, what kind of things um, are you guys seeing that you'd like for the kids to kind of be reminding of um, and teachers to be, you know, reminding of oh, to, the hats, the hats the hats and the hoods. Hats. I know. You know, and it's hard because I know so many 
kids were home last year and yep. went to school in their pajamas. And right. I get it. Yep. You know, I don't know what I tell you. I, I'm ha trying to have, have a lot of patience because I, I can't imagine if it had been me. I don't know that I would have been successful. Absolutely. Like, I, told them, I have four degrees, <laughs> and I don't know that I would have been successful if I'd have had to sit at home and watch on the, watch on the screen. Right. And the fact that these kids are having to go through this, I get it. But we've got to do, you know, we're following the Berkeley County policy. Exactly. And, you know, it's set forth, it has, and people say, why does it matter? At some point, you're going to have to put on a tie and go to a job interview. That's going to happen. I know everybody's going to be a rapper, but I'm telling you, at some <laughs> point, you're going to have to sit in front of somebody who's giving you a job and be able to present yourself. And how you dress matters. Yeah. Um, and so we need to make sure we're training kids to do that. Um, also, you know, getting out of the hallway. Getting on time matters. I mean, people, punctuality is important. Be And every second you're not in the class is a second you're missing an opportunity to learn. So we want kids to take the opportunity. We want students to take those opportunities and to have as much time in the classroom as they can have and then I, the big thing i want to remind kids of is take some joy in your learning like sometimes it's a slog i know right. there's some information you have to do but we really want people to and we tell our teachers you've been in there we want you to have fun we want you to have you know take chances and some things are going to work and some things aren't and some lessons are better than others it happens but we want people to take that opportunity and get something out of every class they take and you know and be involved and just let's try to have let's try to be part of the have as normal experience as we can absolutely and you know hopefully kids understand we're not trying to be the bad guy here we really you know we're just trying to do exactly what our district has said we've we've got bosses our bosses have told us that this is what they want principal wants it assistant principals want it so and you know and sometimes obviously just you know we say it over and over again so just yeah get them off get the hoods and hats off you know cover and, up and, cover up and, the bellies we don't want to see underwear those type of things and, and um, the longer you do a job and the older you get you will realize that everybody has a false. Absolutely. No matter how important you think somebody <laughs> is, everybody's got somebody they answer right. to. And you have to follow their policies. And some of that, you know, you have to be an employee. And, yep. you, got, and you know, realistically, students are employees and we're yep. employees. So, you know, we're following those policies. Even if you disagree with it, I disagree with the speed limit every single day. <laughs> but if the police officer pulls me over, yep. I have to pay that consequence. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're all in this together. So let's just, you know, kind of do it together. Um, and I love the idea of, again, taking risks in the classroom. And, and, and hopefully, in my new job, I can help teachers and students take those risks, whether it's with technology or anything else. And so that's it. A huge part of, of what we're doing and I think that I, I tell you the instructional coach thing if done right I think that is a invaluable resource and the idea that you're still in the classroom right. zone, so like you're not completely divorced from what that looks like exactly because I think that's one thing I, I've always worried about is when I moved out of the classroom was you forget the emotional side of what right. it's like to be around kids and one of the hardest things I've had to do is I don't deal with students as much, and that is difficult because yeah. I got into this because I like dealing with students. Right. So I'm trying to, one of my goals as administrator is to walk in one class a day for right. at least 10 minutes and just remember what it is to teach and be in it and why we're here. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I like the fact that I'm doing it, but it's also very, very hard for me to get to everybody. Like, um, you know, I'm just, I'm, if you guys see me, I'm just running through the hallways trying to get from classroom to classroom. You're and, always moving. Yeah, and I'm trying, I hate that I'm missing out on, you know, working with some of the first and second block teachers, but uh, again, they can stop by any time um, and I'll do everything I can to help them there so but uh, I, I, I that's I wanted to stay in the classroom partly too but it's it's been a lot trying to get everything organized so <laughs> I'm doing the best that I can so and I'll work my way through it and I'll get better I just like everything else I'll make some mistakes along the way and learn from them and, and keep it, getting it better so help that it's a very it's even this year is still unusual like it's yeah still, like we're all we're kind of all over the place figuring out how this is going to work because I think 
we thought we were going to be, it was going to look like a completely normal year. Yeah. It just hasn't. Right. So we're having, we're all kind of feeling our way through it. Absolutely. And hopefully we'll get back to it and it'll work itself out. Um, had to drive a bus for a while. Let's talk about, I'd love to hear about that experience. It was so funny. We appreciate it because that means I didn't have to do it because I only drive the, the, the mini buses. So they, they didn't want to put me in a big one, which it, is smart on their part. So it was an experience. So like I came, my, my wife's aunt had an 80th birthday party in Maryland. So I flew out on Friday. Yeah. And then I came back. I got off the plane on Sunday afternoon and I had a phone call from Ms. Diaz. And I looked down, I called her back. And when you look in your phone and see your boss's name there, you're always like, yeah, what did I do? Exactly. And I called and she's like, hey, we really need bus drivers. Would you be willing to do it? And luckily, Maddie, my, my daughter, and my wife were staying in Maryland for the week. So okay. I had to drop her off at daycare. There you go. So I was able to do it. And then I'm going to tell you, I, we don't give those people enough credit. No, it is it's, a, it's a tough job. They are up, they are at their job at 5 a.m. Yep. And they are, you know, and they are getting on there and they are driving all over. And I promise you, you think your bus driver's off having lunch somewhere, they are driving a route. Absolutely. Because it's elementary, middle, and high. Drove all three of them. Um, long day, first day. So I was there at 5 a.m. I stayed here till almost 6:30. Yeah, it was long, um, but I, I took some value out of it because I learned kind of. I saw something I'd never seen before. Yeah. Seen kind of where our kids come from. I drove the Sangaree route for the high school. Nice. Um, so I see where those guys come from. Uh, there's a lot. You know, they're out there pretty early too. So yeah. It uh, it was an experience. Did it for a week, and then you know, I was time. To, you know, I was getting to work two hours late every day. So yeah. I was, was like, hey, yeah, you get caught up. Here. So, um, <laughs> But you know, we're, they're trying to figure it out as hard as they can. It's it's really the hard part is, is I think people want some type of villain in this situation. It's just not. You know, yeah. It's a tough job that requires specialized training. Yep. And there's just not enough people that want to seem to do it. Right. Um, I will tell you that people won't believe me. It is the money for it is pretty good. Like yeah. I think they're paying roughly twenty dollars an hour. Absolutely. So if there's people out there who have time, it yeah. is worth your time. You can't you can't make that doing hardly anything else. That's true. So thank your bus drivers. <laughs> make sure that you you know don't make their their day too much too difficult because it's a difficult job to get us where we gotta be safely to school and everything else. Exactly. So anything else going on? Um you know not much we're still you know I'm interested you know we get we're gonna get into a normal schedule. Yes week. that's gonna be huge. Well it's even today we only got the like the quick homeroom attendance check exactly. and, well Actually, today's Friday so this probably won't air until next week but <laughs> yeah normal week i'm excited about that i'm excited to start getting into the what school is right and like you know the actual the like making it into like you know you're going to your regular schedule yeah. and there's after school events and there's stuff going on and you're seeing our clubs super excited to have those i feel like we're getting you know the leadership classes and yep. the <clears throat> the different clubs we always have had here are going to be in the building and doing a bigger part because they can do more. Absolutely. And so I'm excited about that. Um, I'm, you know, and obviously I'm still learning every day. And so, but I do think I'm kind of the I'm the catch-all. Everybody, every other admin kind of has their little role, and so I'm kind of if they need something, I'm the guy that goes and runs and does it. Good. So I'm learning. I'm learning, but it's going to be an exciting year. I'm excited. To, this is amazing, by the way. I think this is an awesome yeah. thing to have. For Absolutely. Kids. And uh, you know, and you know, talk about the clubs and everything like that. Cause one of the things. That that we're going to be highlighting here in the first couple episodes or be talking to some of the club leaders and so the students know exactly what's coming up so make sure they're tuning in you know learning about the different organizations and clubs from the people that are there um, and so that's going to be a huge kind of focus at the beginning part of this is getting people you know just getting everybody aware of what is the opportunities here at Stratford because it is a wonderful place with all kinds of great opportunities to and do things so about being so big is that you there really like if you're if you can't find I, I stress this ever since I started teaching no matter what you decide to do, and everybody goes, oh, you just care about athletics. I'll tell you now, no matter what you do, do something else besides just come to school and go home every day. Absolutely. There's so many hours, because you will find a passion that you didn't know you had, mm -hmm. 
and we have so many so many opportunities like we have every club imaginable you know find something that really fits you and that you can really dive into and be the best at and you know there's so many things we have here and i'm just every day i'm amazed by what our kids produce and what our kids do and i think you know this highlighting these things I mean, if you don't know about it come ask somebody and I, you know I, I value our teachers who take time out of their day you know when they can be going home and they do extra stuff with their kids so it's just so amazing what we do. absolutely well that's a perfect way to end this that was perfectly said <laughs> so i really appreciate you being here Goodbye, Stratford. Bye, guys. <laughs>